2: Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, back at it. Inside the 8 o'clock hour on the fan. Hello. Happy Friday. Happy Friday the 13th. Is it happy the Friday the 13th? I mean, I know that's supposed to be like Creepy or spooky. No one's really celebrating. It's just one of those like things on the calendar. Oh, it's Friday the 13th and obviously like the scary movie, but in here watching the New York Knicks and now I'm about to try and get eyes on that Alamo Dome Spurs uh, Warriors game NBA on tonight NBA action. Obviously the uh, Brooklyn Nets are not on. They lost to the Celtics last night, but the Knicks are holding their own against the Wizards and should beat the Wizards, but it's 53-50 at half in favor of Washington. Kyle Kuzma, who should be traded to the Brooklyn Nets, leads all scorers with 18. And uh, we're going to get back to your calls. We're going to get back to the phone. Obviously, we're talking football. It's a football Friday as well as Friday the 13th and all that. And we're getting ready. The anxiety, the nervousness, It's a countdown at this point. It's almost 4.30 Sunday, and uh, we got games tomorrow to kind of distract you from that Giants game and the wait, but let's get back to the phones and see who's on the line and what you guys are talking about out in Oregon. Eric, you're on the fan. What's up?
4: Hey, thanks for taking the call.
3: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for calling in
4: um i don't usually call in um i've been listening to the fans since the first year when i was a kid and i've called three times in my life and you've been two of them so uh
3: when are, when i like uh, when you're ding, on ding, ding ding thanks yeah
4: uh i like when you're on but you blew my mind earlier and i haven't heard anybody call and say that so that that uh with with my take on the giants killed. No, with your flow. Oh, with the rap. Like, with the freestyle. No, had, <laughs> like, what did I say? Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> like I don't think I said I'm anything a, too
3: crazy. Stick with your gut.
4: I'm a long time hip hop junkie uh, from the East Coast that's just recently out near Portland on the West Coast. And, man, I was enjoying every second of it.
3: So, Thank you. How's Thank the hip hop scene in Portland? I've never been.
4: Uh, well, I'm in a small town in the Wine Valley, about. 45 minutes, an hour south of Portland. I was in Portland this morning. But um, there's a wine bar that has a whole wall of hip-hop, and they let me come in a couple of times and just spend East Coast nights. Um, they're all awesome. vinyl. So, yeah, it's a nice little like hometown feel on the West Coast at least.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm a DJ as well. And uh, I love when I go places, whether they're restaurants or clubs and The the style of music is just like nineties old school hip hop. It it just sets like a different vibe. It puts you in a time machine. And I'm I'm only in my thirties, so I was a baby in the nineties, but like I love that that career. I'm
4: not a DJ. I'm not a DJ. I'm a nerd. I just What do you go? Play the touch tunes? Can you put on this record? Can you put on that record? And they finally said, Do you wanna just put on like a night of Records? and Sure. (laughs) So
3: Cool. Well thanks thanks for the
4: compliment. uh, What else you got? Um, Well, about the Knicks, um, I think Tibbs is getting everything he's going to get out of the current team. And, man, we're, we're filled with assets. And I think Randall is so tradable right now. And I know a lot of people are falling in love with Randall again, but I'm not falling for it. And I feel like he's an asset. And I want to see what you think about packaging him with some of our young and finally getting a star here to New York.
3: Should have traded him after he had that 2020-2021 season. Uh, (laughs) That season was a a weird year, and he won MIP, Most Improved Player, and everybody was like, whoa, Julius Randle, we here. You know, there was a lot of hype around that, but, you know, Julius Randle, I've heard, is a gym rat, and I always make the joke that uh, when he was playing in front of no fans, he was more comfortable because he spent all those nights shooting in the gym. They said he got that from Kobe. Uh, when he was on the Lakers, that, like, as soon as they touch down in the city, they try and find an empty gym, whether it's a high school or college or whatever. It might be too late to trade him now. I think everybody knows what he is. They've seen him. you got to find a team that could use his skill set. Um, sometimes I'm like, he's he is a scorer. Sometimes, some nights he can shoot the three. Other nights he's, like, I don't know, a little shaky, like, indecisive and, like, doesn't know what to do with the ball and, uh, most scorers usually know. Like, they've got moves. They've got a lot in their bag where it's like, you go this way, I'm going this way. You try and take Minnesota. away my left, I'm going right. You try and take away this, I'm, you know, I'm going to the hole. So, I don't know, man. I think Minnesota's Jalen
4: Minnesota's the softest team I've ever seen. So, why don't they break up that roster and Minnesota over here? Minnesota
3: is a, a, a curious case. I don't know what their plan is over there. D'Lo, former net, is disgruntled. Uh, A-Rod owns that club. Yeah, maybe, maybe you could trade them over there. Who do you want from the Timberwolves? They've, they've let go of Zach Levine and Andrew Wiggins, and they've had other guys that uh, have prospered elsewhere. You think Big Cat Man, needs I to hate, get out of there? I Carl Anthony Kat. Towns is from Jersey. I'm sure he would love to come play for the Knicks with Jalen Brunson. Also I would from love Cat.
4: I think that Tibbs would toughen him up.
3: Yeah, but you already have two centers that are pretty decent. They give you good minutes. I know they're not scorers like Cat, but... You know, I look at Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hardenstein, and I'm like, they're they're pretty good. They're they're good rim protectors. They play defense. They're not flashy, but they're they're solid in the paint. I don't know. I look at the mid three of Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, and Julius Randle, and I'm like, they should make the playoffs, but that can't be the group for next year and years beyond. They in my opinion, they should have traded Julius Randle two years ago. Should have traded him last year after he was like smacking people's laptops out of their hand that are trying to help him giving the finger to the fans or the thumbs down to the fans and you know telling people to shut up in the post game I would have got him out of here after that it was a bad look but he recovered from it he bounced back from it and uh you know you get Jalen Brunson you just got to buy him worth every penny so far and RJ Barrett they held on to they didn't want to let him go in favor of Dono Donovan William uh Donovan Mitchell and we were talking about that last night like Donovan Mitchell if, could you imagine? You see what he's doing this year. He's got multiple games over forty points. He had the seventy-one point game. Like if it was him and Jalen Brunson, they'd be in the top of the East conversation right now.
4: Sure would. Could I make one more NBA point? Yep. Um, I never. I've always been a Dame fan, but living out here near Portland, I've never seen a player give back to their community awesome. more than Dame. And, Good to uh, hear. Yeah. he is. He's beloved. You like I think somebody would get punched if they said a bad word
3: about. That. <laughs> he's Hell not going yeah, anywhere because so. he knows there's love there, and he's giving back to the com- community. He's grown roots there. He's not chasing, you know, he's not chasing a ring. He says everybody else in the NBA is ducking the grind. Right? They all want to team up and switch teams, and he's trying to just yep. establish himself. He's already established, but he's yeah. he's the guy. I just wanted to
4: give a, Yeah, worth respect to Dame, but thank you. I appreciate you taking my call, and have a great
3: night. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Portland, Oregon. You know, WFAN, I think I said in my rap, is the number one sports station, period. Uh, Full stop. Like, I understand there's another station in town, but if we keep it 100, I said something like that in the rap. Keep it 100. This is it. And it's been going on for three decades, and it will keep going on. And you got people like Eric out in Oregon from the East Coast that moves out west, but is still listening to WFAN. Uh, It's like a... I don't know, it's like a fraternity, a lineage, a, a big group. And it's it's crazy to be a part of, but you don't know who you're reaching. You don't know who's listening. There's a ton of people listening. That's the wildest thing for me, you know, to hear people call up or even people online. I'm always talking about, you know, hit me on Twitter, at Keith McPherson. You know, when I kicked that rap, a bunch of you sent tweets at me. I got to post it. I got to actually do that during the break. But, yeah, that's a that's a good feeling, you know, someone to call and say that, They don't usually call, but you broke through a little bit. That's the whole thing you're trying to do on the radio. Break through and uh, sound different than the next guy and, uh, you know, be memorable. And every time you touch the mic or host a show, you know, have a moment. And uh, let's try and have a couple more moments. Call me up, 877-337-6666. I have my eyes on this uh, Golden State Warriors San Antonio Alamo Dome game, and it looks crazy. It looks like college vibes, like – how they'll set up those college games on like the Navy ship. Um, or where else do they do those like, you know, these these games when they do when they do basketball games in the football arenas, it is a crazy look. And uh the NBA, they're great at doing some of these like one-off events like this. I didn't even know this was happening until today. Sixty-three thousand. <laughs> the, the Spurs mascot is riding around on a motorcycle.
5: I think they held the Final Four at the Alamo Dome recently. That's what it looks like then.
3: It looks like the college. Right. So it's the, the college. I said college yes. basketball. It looks like, okay, that's, Final Four in San Antonio. It, yeah, that's it what it looks like. like. like and also, huge. the
5: uh,
3: if you're a wrestling fan, Roy,
5: the Royal Rumble will be held at the Alamo Dome in like two weeks. Did they like remodel the Alamo Dome? Yeah, because I thought it was, I thought it was, like, it was gone.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's like because obviously refreshed. that's where
5: the Astros used to play well, as the Astrodome. Excuse me, but
3: yeah, and I guess they did this years ago. Interesting, I saw it and I was like, it's worth mentioning on air. Maybe somebody is looking for something to watch tonight. Uh, it's it's a one-off event. They're breaking the single game attendance record tonight in San Antonio, and it's Spurs. It's uh, they're hosting the Warriors. It's deep in there, and it's just a cool look. It's cool to watch basketball like this. Um, it, it gives you like a street ball vibe. But it's clearly hardwood. It's clearly NBA. NBA players, and uh, yeah, good job by the NBA. What can we cook up something like that? At, like, nah, it's, the weather doesn't cooperate, and we don't have a dome. No, it, the
5: coolest thing if they did like an actual like NBA game like Rucker. That, yeah, the and Knicks, and that's and you Knicks just do, do their, that.
3: Much. like how the Nets do practice in the park at Brooklyn Pier Park. The Knicks do their, like, opening of the season at, at Rucker, and that's pretty the cool. The difficult part
5: about that is if they set up this whole thing and it rains that day. Right. And then they have no other fallback. Yeah. Unless I, they put, you know, like a, you know.
3: I remember around the time of Field of Dreams, we were talking about what would be a cool activation, and they were saying, like, Knicks-Nets to actually play a real game at the Rucker. It'll never happen. But you could dream. You could dream. I don't want to say never. The
5: one-off games are starting to get cool, and I've obviously been a huge NHL guy so the NHL games, doing games is Winter Classic is, is
3: at, they don't miss. Every year it's majestic. Every,
5: every year it's awesome. in every baseball stadium they do, they did it at the Big House in Michigan a few years ago. The NHL is super forward thinking when it comes to that. And now you're starting to see other sports really trying to, to catch up and take advantage of that market. Because there's an opening in the market there.
3: Yeah, you have to expand beyond the arenas. Yep, they expand beyond beyond the United States. You know, you see the the NFL play in London and uh, Mexico City. They had the London series for the the Yankees in 2019. I was blessed to get to go see what that looked like. It was ridiculous. They put a baseball field in in the soccer stadium. So you're watching baseball in an arena that's built for 100,000 fans. They're planning on playing in, I think, France in 2025. NBA always plays in China and Tokyo. It's cool. I don't know. If you like sports and you have a worldview, I think that's awesome. So uh, moving on, I know it's football Friday. We got to take calls. We got to talk football. Let's go to Aiden and Dix Hills on the fan. What's up, man?
6: What's up? Uh, I just want to call about uh, Sean Payton. Uh, for me personally, I'm looking at the coaches in the league right now. Um, I don't really think you could tell me he's a better coach than Bill, Pete Carroll, uh, John Harbaugh, Andy Reid, or even like Doug Peterson. So my list, he's like the sixth or seventh best coach in the league. I think his asking price for for him for maybe like two first rounders. What I'm hearing is a little bit steep. I think for a guy that only won one Lombardi with Drew Brees, I don't necessarily know. He
3: also was if a coordinator. Worth that much? Yeah, he also he also was a, a coordinator before a head coach. And I mean, I know you might have listed him at six, but there's 32 NFL teams. He's a lot better. Than a lot of these coaches, oh, yeah, no, a lot no, of these coaches I, got uh, canned. You know, I agree. no, but well, I, I just, understand where you're coming I'm from. Fine. Like, okay, people are acting like this guy is like a prize, and there's better coaches in the NFL. And if he goes back in the NFL, it's no guarantee he's going to be able to beat the Andy Reads, the Bill Belichick's, the Mike Tomlin's, the you know John Harbaugh's, whoever. But I just know that there's this carousel. It was Black Monday this week, and uh, you know some guys got chopped, and there's a few places looking for a new head coach. And they'd love to have Sean Payton and his experience instead of running out there with a first-year guy or a second-year guy that they're unsure of.
6: Would you say he's worth a first-rounder, though, to give up? Like, I mean, that could be like yeah. a top-five player. Like, that could be like Micah Parsons could be one of those players, for example. Could be. That one of the or spots.
3: Zach Wilson could be that pick. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Like,
6: no, I, I hear you on that. No, I was just wondering if, if it's maybe worth the risk. I mean, I like a 1st team? What, really, what team, I, what I team are you a pick. fan of? I'm I'm a, I'm a diehard Jets fan. I've seen tickets to the Jets. That's that's my team. Oh but, my god! Um, I
3: didn't mean to throw Zach Wilson out there, but you understand what I'm saying? No, you're good. First you're, round you're good, picks. First round picks you can miss on, and uh, you know they trade players. Like the Dallas Cowboys traded a first round pick for Amari Cooper. Uh, I don't know. Picks 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 are, are are lottery tickets. A lot of times you're hoping that they hit. You know you place that bet and you're hoping that it comes through. Obviously, in this day and age, you shouldn't miss with a first round pick with all of the intel and. The high school coverage, the college coverage. But for an actual head coach, and we're seeing it this year, coaching matters. Just look at the coaches that have gotten into the tournament, right? Urban Meyer sucked last year. They had to get him out of there. You bring in a Doug Peterson, Peterson. look at the Jags. They're right in there. Brian Dable is coach of the year, most likely. If Joe Judge was running the show, I bet you the the Giants would have came up a couple games short. And... I don't know. There's you know, looking around the league, there's a uh, there's open seats or there there's vacancies, there's open seats. The Broncos, the Texans, the, the Colts, the Panthers, the Cardinals. Uh, Sean McVay just decided to come back, but you know, the Rams would have been looking too.
6: You can argue the Commanders may be opening if, if they like around there, because they couldn't. They couldn't
3: as well. They, like they still they. could. And, and I just said if the Cowboys lose and get embarrassed again, and and get knocked off on Monday night, there's zero chance that uh, Jerry Jones doesn't have that conversation with Sean Payton.
6: Same thing with the Chargers, too, with Staley. Another good
3: call. With with, with this Staley character, we're not sure about him, and I think they're walking into Duval County uh, playing outside in Jacksonville, and uh, they're knocking out their top receiver, and I think they can get beat by Doug Peterson. And uh, what do you do then? What do the Chargers do then? Yeah, look at Brandon yeah. Staley and say, I, I don't know, so. there's some better guys out there. We we want to take a look elsewhere. Yeah, no, I hear you
6: on that. Thank you for taking my call, though. I, I really, really appreciate it.
3: Thanks for calling up, bro. Thank you. Yeah, when I'm looking at the list of coaches, like, John Harbaugh is safe. He's in the playoffs. Sean McDermott, safe. He's in the playoffs. I mean, Zach Taylor, another young coach, safe, in the playoffs. Guys like Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland, Mike McCarthy, uh, even Matt Eberflus. I feel like these guys aren't they're not glued to their seats. Their seats can get hot real fast. Doug Peterson I already gave props to Andy Reid, Bill Belichick. Sean McVay just decided to go back, but I think, you know, teams like uh the Dolphins that are in, they're going to stick with Mike McDaniel. Minnesota Vikings will probably stick with Kevin O'Connell. It's just what is it, what is it worth? Like the, the the New Orleans Saints probably want Peyton back. They went, what, seven and ten under Dennis Allen, and he's coming back. They're probably like, mmm, Peyton was a little better motivator, a little better coach. We would take him back. Nick Sirianni and the Eagles, that's locked in. Mike Tomlin, obviously he's safe. Kyle Shanahan, obviously he's safe. Pete Carroll, he's it's he's he's in C- Seattle, too. He wants to be out. He's in the playoffs again. They might fire Todd Bowles after uh, the game Monday in in Tampa. Mike Vrabel plays like his job's not safe, but I think his job's safe. There's still some there's still some some coaches that could end up losing their their gigs. Sean Payton's going to sign somewhere, and uh, he's he's an experienced head coach. He's an experienced coordinator. He's going to bring in guys to help him get the job done. Uh, I think he's worth a first round pick. A, a first round pick is a 21 year old kid that you're hoping turns into an NFL star. A first round pick for Sean Payton, a proven head coach who's won a Super Bowl, who's won Super Bowls as a coordinator. I think there's more value in that. Just my opinion. But call me up with things exactly like that, right? That's a great call. All right, you know, we're talking about football. We're talking about Super Wildcard weekend. We can't just keep talking about the Giants, Vikings. Let's talk about Sean Payton. I'll, uh, I'll sprinkle in some more NFL topics and, uh, take us a little further away from the Giants and and the Vikings conversation because I think all that needs to be said or can be said, has been said. We'll bring that conversation around later in the night, but uh, there's plenty to talk about with Super Wild Card Weekend. Keith McPherson on the fan. The number to dial is 877-337-6666.
2: back after this your official station to talk Jets the fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app download it today go
3: Brooklyn go Brooklyn go Brooklyn go Brooklyn Friday vibes on the fan your nighttime host Keith McPherson checking right back in in here watching the Knicks Also watching the Alamo Dome game. The Knicks have the lead 66-64. The Golden State Warriors are up 49-40. And uh, we're just moving things along. I want to talk NFL now. I want to talk, you know, upsets. And where do we think the madness can happen, right? As uh, I said, I was going to give you my picks. And I think I got them now. I don't know. None of us know. Nobody knows. And that's why we watch. But... Looking at the Seahawks Niners game, right? You have to pick an upset. You gotta pick somebody to cover that's not supposed to cover. I'm gonna take the Seahawks in their third time facing a familiar foe. Um, they've had playoff history. Pete Carroll is a good coach. And there are some talented players over there. DK Metcalf is a freak. Tyler Lockett. Um that Kenneth Walker, the third kid, he's a beast running the ball. They better wrap him up. And I know they will. The Niners defense is crazy they you know they have stars at every level but it's the playoffs and uh going into the playoffs in santa clara if the 49ers are too convinced that it's going to be a cakewalk too convinced that oh they're the best team in the nfc and they've done this in the past they advanced last year and they've been the super bowls and doesn't matter about brock purdy i think they'll be mistaken at some point we all expect to see brock purdy look like a rookie At some point, we all expect to see Brock Purdy look like Mr. Irrelevant. Not saying we're rooting against him. It's just a crazy story that this kid out of Iowa State, the third-string quarterback, the last pick of the draft, is thrusted in to the spotlight. For the 49ers, who are trying to get back to the Super Bowl and uh, win their sixth, I think that the, the Seahawks will be prepared. I think that the Seahawks will be ready for the task. So I'm taking the Seahawks plus nine plus nine and a half I think I got on FanDuel. And that Chargers game, I already told you, they're without Mike Williams, and and I feel like things like that, they hurt the team. That's one of the best players. Like, if you're, if you're without one of your best players, you just go into the game knowing that you're not at full strength. And they got to go from L.A. to Jacksonville, and they don't have that many fans anyway because they left their fans in San Diego. So it's going to be a full home crowd of wild and crazy Jacksonville people. Shout out to the fam down there. Jacksonville isn't favored in the game. They're plus two and a half. I'm taking Jacksonville plus two and a half. They said Trevor Lawrence doesn't lose on Saturdays. That game is at Saturday at 815. So I'll take the Jags. I'll take the Jags plus two and a half at home with Doug Peterson versus Brandon Staley with Trevor Lawrence not losing on Saturday. He might play the best game of the season. He might feel like he's back at Clemson. The next game is obviously... The Bills, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills. Buffalo, with DeMar Hamlin on the field and uh, all of their fans fired up and a chip on their shoulder about, you know, how things went, whatever. They're going to roll the Dolphins. I think I was at the Devils game last time the Dolphins played the Bills and it was close, but that was with Tua and that was different circumstances and they still lost. I think that the Bills can cover that 13 and a half, I, I can't expect the Dolphins to score. The Dolphins couldn't score on the Jets last week. Skylar Thompson is going to start for them. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills minus the 13 and a half. The New York football giants. I told you when I first opened the show, hey, don't back up now. Don't get cold feet now. Trust your gut. If you believe that your team can beat them, then they can. And there's a lot of things on paper and in theory that are pointing to this being a pretty close matchup, but the Giants are not favored. Now, I did read you the stat that, hey, the Minnesota Vikings are 12 and 0 when they are favored. It's, Vegas knows something; they always know something, but they don't know everything, especially going into the playoffs. But I, I mean, I think it's interesting that they they kind of knew whenever the Vikings would get smoked in the regular season, or at least late in the year, right? They knew that they were going to get smoked to their division rivals. They were not favored against the Lions; not favored. Uh, against the Packers in Lambeau, and everyone's like, "Oh, look at the records." The, the records don't matter. The Vikings are 12 and 0 straight up this season when they're favored. So that's the regular season. I'm taking the Giants. I'm taking the Giants plus three. Graham Gano for the win. Saquon Barkley take one to the house, hit a home run. Daniel Jones, if you see an opening, get gone. Vanilla Vic, run. Vanilla Vic this week, and I, and I know we've talked about it on the fan. I would love to see him either truck a guy. I know that's not safe. Truck a guy, juke a guy, set a guy up, stiff arm him, something. I feel like he runs very straight up and down, and he hasn't learned how to set up defenders or how to be on the attack as a runner. I would love to see that. I would love to see him just go toe to toe with one of their corners or something out on the edge. I'm going with the Giants plus three. The Baltimore Ravens are cooked, bros. Um, Lamar, Lamar came out and said, he, you know, his, his knee's not stable. He wishes that he could go, and he hopes that they win. They don't have a chance. This is a division rival. They just played them. They're running it right back. Tyler Huntley is not going to do anything against the Bengals. Joe Burrow, uh, he, he's going to have his way, and they're going to have a big day. Um, Chase, Boyd, Higgins, and Joe Burrow. And don't forget about that little man, Joe Mixon, too. I'm taking the Bengals minus eight and a half at home with a a slight chip on their shoulder with a a little bit of vengeance and experience from last year going the distance. Now with the Dallas Cowboys, I'm, I'm not confident. And it's tough when you're a fan of the team because you've been through the losses. You've been through the first round exits. You've been through the disappointment. I told you all season that they were frauds in the beginning of the season. I was ready to pack it up. Obviously Dak got hurt Cooper rush comes in, and they were like 5-1, and one and the defense looked great. So it's like, okay, the Dallas Cowboys might be all right. But that comes back. The $40 million quarterback, who I lobbied for, who I used to really be a fan of. I felt like he saved us from Tony Romo. But Jerry Jones screwed up his whole contract situation. He shouldn't be making what he's making. And now there's so much pressure on the guy. You can see it. He tries to, like, will them the victory. He tries to... Throw passes, he doesn't have to throw. He, he tries to do too much, and that's why you see him force the ball. That's why you see him go to the backside of a play instead of reading the front side of the play and uh, you know trying to get cute. So I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys, minus 2.5. They can't lose to Tom Brady. They can't lose to his Bucks team. This is the worst team in the playoffs. They're wearing the blue shirts which are cursed in my opinion, but I think they'll be all right because they're not going blue shirts with silver pants. The Cowboys are going to wear their blue shirts with white pants. They have been to Raymond James Stadium. They have faced the Buccaneers the last two season openers. They lost there in a close one. And Dak kind of had a premonition. He said, see you in the playoffs. That was last year. That was the 2021 season, right? They lost that game close. The Jets kicker, Greg Zerline missed some field goals. That was the difference in the game. And Dak Prescott taps on Tom Brady and says, good game. See you in the playoffs. Back then, I was like, shut up, Dak. Not seen him in the playoffs. <laughs> but a year later, comes true. Here's the matchup. America's team to laugh at versus America's quarterback, Tom Brady 8-0, versus the Dallas Cowboys, who their M.O. is first-round exit haven't been to an NFC championship or a Super Bowl in 26 years. We done boys, no they're not. Big D stands for big disaster, big delusional. And uh, they're big desperate for a win here, so I'm taking a minus two and a half. I just think that they have to win this game by more than that. I think they need to win this game by 10. Don't let it be close, because then you play right into Tom Brady's hands, where if anybody in the world has one drive, To go down the field and get a field goal or touchdown to win it is Tom Brady. Don't set that up for that man. Don't set that up. ESPN is going to be playing right into it. The whole world is going to be watching, knowing the script already. So I got Dallas minus two and a half. I got the Bengals minus eight and a half. I got the Giants plus three. The Buffalo Bills minus 13 and a half. The Jaguars plus two and a half. And the Seattle Seahawks plus nine and a half. We'll see what happens. Now I've said enough. Let's get back to the phones. Larry is calling in from Quorum. What's up, Larry? You're on the fan. What's
7: going on there? Can you hear me?
3: Yeah, I got you loud and
7: clear. Happy Friday. Just Happy got Friday. doing some delivery. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what is your Super Bowl prediction? And before you answer, my mine is the Bills over the 49ers. I don't know what you're smoking tonight. There's no way Seattle is going to win. Maybe cover. Cover. Not that
3: option, okay? Not win. Cover. <laughs> Cover. What's that? Definitely not taking the money line. But that 9.5, I just think uh-huh. that uh, they can potentially cover. you got to take some. Yeah, why
7: don't you uh, increase that alternate point spread to make it 12.5 to be safe, you
3: know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But you got to pick some type of – you can't go chalk <laughs> yeah, the whole way. Right. you got to pick somewhere. And I just looked at them as division rivals. And obviously the other two division rivals meeting, the Dolphins and the Bills, the Ravens and the Bengals, those games are cooked. At least they have their starting quarterback. They have their starting receivers running back, ready to go, and a good head coach. So anything can happen. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, we've seen him blow it before. They have a rookie quarterback that I think at any moment can turn back into a pumpkin. You never know. He could just get hit hard one play, and he he's back in Iowa. So uh, that's the one I picked, but I don't think they're going to win. And if they got smoked, I would not be surprised. My Super So Bowl who's, prediction, uh, who's your Super Bowl prediction then? I, I said the Chiefs win the Super Bowl in the beginning of the season. Before we, we got into the season, I said everybody's oh, on man. the bills. Patrick Mahomes is still the guy. He's still the best quarterback in the NFL. And now he doesn't have to just throw it up and hope Tyreek is down there. He's got a bunch of weapons. He's got two running backs. And uh, I think that the Chiefs get back to the Super Bowl. And I think that the Eagles meet him there. And I would love to see the Eagles lose.
7: Chiefs over Eagles. I saw a lot of people like the Bills over Eagles, you know. Sure, the Bills have
3: a great story. Everybody, America would love to see the Bills get there for DeMar Hamlin and win it. I don't think they're better than the Bengals. I don't think they're better than the Chiefs.
7: I still think it's going to be Bills over 49ers. Defense win championships. No no way, but uh, if not, then the Eagles will get there, but with a better quarterback.
3: Yeah, Eagles, they're stacked. Every position. Uh they put together a dream team this year. And if Jalen hurts isn't hurt. Yeah, what's the status? What's the status of him? I think health? he's gonna be fine. He's got a bye week this week to rest again. He hasn't played like he's played what one week out of the last like five weeks? He's gonna be perfectly fine. And he's dynamic running and throwing. He makes that whole offense go. I could see them uh you know, they're they're not gonna have a tough go at it like if they face Dallas, like I, I just see I see the Chiefs and the Eagles get into the Super Bowl.
7: All right. Yeah, I'm a Giants fan, so hopefully Giants win the offsets. I like
3: that pick. I think so, too. Thanks for the call, Larry. You know, you, like I said, you have to pick. If you're gambling, you can't just go chalk because it never just goes chalk. Somebody's going to lose or somebody's going to cover. Someone's going to backdoor cover. And I just think the 49ers are potentially uh, the spot for that this week. Is that a lock? Hell no, that's not a lock. The 49ers could come out. And it's George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey running all over these guys, and it's twenty-one nothing fast. Um, but at the same time, I said it's Pete Carroll, it's Geno Smith, it's DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Kenneth Walker, uh, I don't know, Noah Fant, <laughs> Will Disley. You know, they have a couple guys that can make plays. Um, I just I look at that game as okay they've played each other this is the third time now maybe they just show up and play a little differently they've got those rookie corners in um, what's his name Kobe Bryant and Woolen, Tariq Woolen. it's about playing defense they gotta somehow get to Brock Purdy and they gotta somehow slow that offense down they have so many weapons and such a good play caller but yeah if I'm I, you know I'm taking I'm taking a chance you can't go all chalk you can't go all chalk. Let's go to David and Whitestone next up on the fan. KM, my guy. Yes, sir. What's up, Dave? Let's talk
1: some New York football, bro. Let's.
3: Let's. Jets, all right, let's Giants, start with the Jets. Buffalo.
1: Let's, start, let's go with both. The Jets need to get rid of Salah. He's not that guy.
3: <laughs> nah, not they already guy. they already gave up their sacrificial lamb, and they barely knew he, how to
1: do that. We all know he's not the guy.
3: No, he's Everybody
1: not. Everybody knows it. He's not. Everybody knows it except for the Jets, and he- they have the defense to do it. They can get Derek Carr for nothing because Raiders are going to waive him and get Sean Payton. Give up the thirteenth pick. Yeah, who cares? I,
3: now, I just went through a whole fun. list of head coaches in the NFL, and I didn't even mention Rob Sala because I don't think he's safe. I don't think they make the playoffs next year, and I think they move on from him. And I think it's just a mess. He made some mistakes and. He's gonna be in over his head, and if they don't bring the right O C and quarterback in, they will chop him. And they literally fired his best friend, his like best man in his wedding or something. I don't know if it was the best man, but Mike LaFleur, <laughs> he brought in here, and I don't think he fired his own guy. So uh the Jets have a, a a head coach right now that better find another friend that can call plays real fast.
1: The Giants just showed them with the right coach, you can you could do it. You could do
3: it. Absolutely. <laughs> And you think that's not in Woody Johnson's mind? It definitely is. No.
1: The Jets are losers. They've always been losers. They don't have a winner. Yeah, but
3: I'm saying they just saw what the Giants did in year one of a rebuild, and they got to be feeling some kind of way because they should be in the playoffs if they didn't waste this year on Zach Wilson and not having a quarterback or the year before.
1: They fired Salah last
3: week. Nah, they're not not going to fire Salah because they started off – looking like a playoff team, and this defense was a top defense. He's a defensive-minded saw- coach. He made a mistake thinking that his boy could come over here and, you know, coach a Salah. rookie quarterback in the NFL and have success. They couldn't score the last three, three weeks, and that wasn't on Zach Wilson.
1: In, in his in his first two years, all right, we'll give him. The defense is very much improved, but in his first two years, Salah has made a ton of rookie coach mistakes. Yeah,
3: call timeout, coach. Zach Wilson could have probably won that game for you. Call a timeout. What are you going home with those timeouts for? Forget the
1: Jets. Let's talk the Giants. Is Adoree Jackson playing on Sunday?
3: He better. I don't know what he's waiting on. But you know what I thought today when I saw they were like, you know, uh, uh Dable said, I hope. I'm like, maybe they're playing coy because we were getting reports that Adoree Jackson was going to play against the Colts, and out of nowhere, Xavier McKinney shows up and plays against the Colts. So maybe they're just trying to pre-
1: – Sorry, bro. I think the reason everybody is jumping on the Giants right now is because their defense is buzzing at the right time.
3: Yeah, and when, when you're facing Justin Jefferson, it's all hands on deck. And of course, Paulie just he's said in my ear, and I, I said it earlier, Art Stapleton put out, hey, all 53 are ready to go. There's no one on the injury report. So there's no reason for Adoree Jackson not to play. But when the head coach comes out and says, I hope so, I think he's just trying to play a game. I think he wants – you know the Vikings and Justin Jefferson to be prepared for someone else and not their top guys like Flot or um, Moreau. Like they're they're trying to play a little bit of a game here, not like they really can.
1: With the Giants' running game between Saquon and Jones, and there, Jones doesn't really throw the ball downfield. He's not going to throw sixty-yard bombs, but he's very accurate and very whatever Dable's done in the last seven eight months. Jones has become a, a completely different guy. The Giants can control the clock and control the game. They will frustrate the Vikings to no end. And, and if the Cowboys play on grass on Monday night, we, we all know they don't play well on grass. And the Bucks could win. That means the
3: the Giants can make a little run here. Yeah, those things aren't far-fetched, bro. That's what I'm saying. Don't back up now. Don't 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 uh, change your stance now go beat the Vikings, go beat the, beat the Vikings on Sunday. And then Monday night, kick back and watch the Dallas Cowboys and laugh as Tom Brady lights them up. That's what America wants. Anyway. I just, I, I see it coming. I don't want it to happen. I really don't. I really don't want to go through this, but I just, I've seen the Cowboys be embarrassed so many times and they much rather see 45 year old Tom Brady get another playoff win and pad his playoff stats and let that be the narrative instead of Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott and, and the Dallas Cowboys. What a day for Giants-, Giants fans it'll be if they win on Sunday and then they kick back Monday night and watch Tom Brady beat the Dallas Cowboys. It'd be great. It'd be a holiday. The, the,
1: the Giants the last couple of years, you know, they frustrate the fans because sometimes you feel like they don't play, like they don't show up to the game. Yeah, they're there physically, but they're not, they're not ready, they're not competitive. Dables, Dables got these guys humming, bro.
3: Yeah, this guys isn't guys gonna, gonna be like McAdoo and uh Lambeau and uh, I've heard a lot about the boat party and the boat trip. This is not that. They are far from that. Right. These guys are ready coach and locked in. Yeah, coach, coach of the Year, he said year. he said he's Give not even talking to them the night before the game. We got enough leaders, they know what time it is, they got this far and they're gonna see it through. So it's gonna be fun to watch.
1: It's it's nice to have playoff football back in New York.
3: Hell yeah. Thanks for the call, David. We got to break this down right now. So, uh, getting closer to eight o- or nine o'clock. Wow, time's flying. Getting closer to eight o'clock. It's eight forty-eight on my clock. I know the radio's usually like a little delayed. It's probably like eight fifty when you hear this. Keep McPherson on the fan, call me up. We're gonna keep talking sports. The Knicks are up eighty to seventy-six going into the fourth quarter. Still got eyes on the Alamo Dome and uh, getting ready for uh, some hockey and some other things. And obviously. Getting ready for Super Wild Card Weekend. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Fan.
2: When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets have acquired Mike Piazza from the Florida Marlins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
3: As we continue on here quickly before we break again, Manchild is on the line, and I want to say congratulations, Manchild from Fairfield, New Jersey. Manchild, the Giants are back.
8: Oh, KM. Okay. So happy you remember me and my passion, my blue blood for the. Yeah, man. I mean, I knew, I knew of you before that. I got
3: on WFAN from the tailgates and the, and the Giant fandom. Uh,
8: so happy that uh, you're probably the only host on WFN that respects me, but very happy to hear that and your, your producer. Thank you very much for letting me on the air. But, um, as you know, I have a large network of individuals who um, I'm very close with and some of my best friends and they have family members and some of them might be in employees of the New York Giants in some capacity. I really can't disclose that the mm-hmm. specifics. But I have the you know and there's been a lot of talk uh from the major shows and the major hosts during the day. Uh and they asked whatever, whatever. Um every show is actually mentioned the Kenny Galladay and and what happened this year. And it, it, this also feeds into two other major points that have been mentioned throughout the year and one specifically Brian Dayball's success um as the uh new head coach of the New York Giants during the course of the year. Mm-hmm. And the fact we traded Kadaris Tony. Yeah. So we're dropping the bomb big on the Cam and the PM, baby. Here we go. <laughs> I'll take it from <laughs> here, <man. So laughs> baby. You want my
3: opinion on this those is, three
8: this things? Is, this is 100% legitimate. Sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Sorry, Keith. No,
3: you're sorry. good. Go you're good.
8: Uh, so th-
7: this is uh, hopefully, you know, here we go. Yeah. So I really don't want to give a competitive advantage.
3: Gut. I don't think it does. Feel to good our, about to it. our competitors. Don't let the negativity <laughs> creep in. Feel confident in your team. All right, all right. They, I off my back. The I actually all felt the way back to Minnesota. So feel confident in that. Thanks for the call, Wait. man, child. I, I got a break, but I want to say three things. Kenny Galladay, non-factor. And he'll be the poster boy of this new era. That we don't care what your contract is, what you did in this league, or the name on the back of your jersey. Uh, Brian Daybull, first-year head coach, a ton of experience. First-year head coach, doesn't act like it. And then Kadarius Tony, another poster boy for the brand, the culture, and the whole vibe that they brought in, right? If you don't get down with what we are about, then you won't be here with us. Goodbye. We'll trade you. Good luck wherever you go. And we'll still make the playoffs after trading last year's first-round pick that we didn't pick. That's dope. Respect on it. Keep McPherson on the fan. Let's take this break. Go to the update. When we come back, we're inside the 9 o'clock hour taking your calls on the fan.